Hey everybody, welcome to Grounded with Brandon and Craig. We are excited to uh, bring you our 20th episode. Craig, are you excited about that? I am pumped. I mean, I am just pumped. I can't believe it's been 20 times. It, I mean, that's it a lot of time. That's a lot of times. It doesn't feel like it, which means that we're... We're pushing, we're right at 20 weeks. I mean, we started this back in, what April. was it, April? Yeah. Man, and April seems like a long time ago, but mm-hmm. it really wasn't if right. you start charting it by the, the podcast. Yeah. So, but yeah, 20. So that's really good. And, um, yeah, we're gaining some steam too, I think, at least for the last episode. I've seen some, some people sharing it on Facebook and, um, this past episode has already surpassed the past four episodes. Oh, how about that? So, so hopefully we're gaining some more listeners. We've gained some listeners in Brazil. 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 I've heard they make good coffee in Brazil. I have too. <laughs> yeah. So if you're listening from Brazil and you have, um, coffee, coffee, or you have a tip on where to get good coffee, send it our way because we like good coffee. We do like good coffee. Um, I'm sitting here drinking Tim Hortons. Um, what is in this, Craig? A, a sh- shot of espresso and a cream? Shot of espresso and one shot of cream. Yeah. Thank you. You're by welcome. The way. And Brandon's going to be wired for the rest of the day. I will be ready to go. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you know, I have a friend of mine who lives out in Indiana. Uh, his name is Jason Thurman, and he listens to us every week at some point driving back and forth to work. And Hi, Jason. Uh, yeah, hello, Jason. So I sent him uh, the Grounded T-shirt. Nice. He wore it to church yesterday. He said he had some questions. People were questioning him about it, and he worked in the nursery that had a small group mm-hmm. um, like get-together, and he said he wore it over there. He said, "Whoever they went, they uh, lunch was cooked on the blackstone. How yes, about that?" He said he yes. ate off the blackstone, which was great. But he said a couple people ask about you know the podcast. He said, "Who knows? Maybe you'll pick up a little bit. There we go. A few more followers. Pick so. up some more from Indiana. So thanks for wearing the shirt, Jason, and uh, giving us a promo. So that's right. So speaking of blackstone, okay. So we went to we had a, a busy um, end of our week last week. The kids start back to school this coming week. Is that a yay? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I'm, I, Allie's still working from home, so she's excited. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I think it's going to be a good thing. They start back on Wednesday, and so we had been talking for about a month or so of like, let's do something before they go back to school, and and let's just kind of kind of one last hurrah for the summer, mm-hmm. do a family trip somewhere, just a day trip or something. And so we landed on Hocking Hills. We've driven through Hocking Hills. We've mm-hmm. stayed in Hocking Hills once, but that was just with a group of our friends, and really it was wintertime. All we right. did was stay in the cabin. And even I stayed down there about a year and a half ago. It was yeah. really nice, yeah. And so what we did was I got on Airbnb, and we rented a tiny cabin, which if you know me, I mean, tiny cabin fits me, right? Did you walk in and go, wow, this well, place is huge. It's, it's enormous. <laughs> it's ginormous. <laughs> Have you seen these toilets? They're <laughs> right. ginormous. That may be the best. That's a movie. Elf. I could watch that. Yeah, even right. In the summertime. Yeah, Anyways, yeah. Um, back to our regular schedule <laughs> right. program. And you were saying, and I was saying. <laughs> so we rented this tiny cabin, and it was perfect. It was uh, very newly built. They had this little um, little section of tiny cabins, and just a nice, quiet little area. They had campsites available. They had a wagon that you could sleep in. Like, I'm going to look into that and see how much wow. that is. Allie and I talked about going back down. They had a couple of teepees, and it looked like they were putting a few more up. And, really? Um, yeah, so you could sleep. It almost looked like they had electric run to them, so I'm not sure what. Wow. What, like if Bathrooms? A, running water? Heater. And I don't think there was bathrooms running water. It was pretty primitive, but... I don't know if there were heaters in there for the wintertime or air conditioners for this. I don't know. Wow. 
I'm gonna have to get on and, and check that out. So, anyways, we did that. Uh, we went down Thursday afternoon, stayed in the tiny cabin, uh, went and did some things Thursday evening. Um, I had my first pizza. Allie and I had pizza for the first time in two months. Oh wow! And we've been on the caveman, and so that was it. Was really good. Um, I bet it was good. It was very good. Pizza's always good. My body hated me afterwards, but it was good. Oh, I bet your body's still digesting that stuff. Oh too, man, for sure. And then we uh, we hiked over seven miles on Friday. Little ones included. Like, wow. they did great. That's good. Well, and they usually do pretty good on that. When we've taken the grandkids, yeah. they seem to do very well. Yeah, Kennedy was done, though. Like, she got to about five miles. And that, that was that. And that was that. Yeah. So I carried her the last two miles on my shoulders. Wow. And who carried you and Kennedy? Allie. Allie. Okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so that was that was our weekend there. And uh, while we were down there, this is what I was getting at. You know, I rabbit trail sometimes. I know you didn't know that. I didn't know that. Um, while we were down there, we went to Walmart to to get some stuff for breakfast and, and our wow, lunch. Wow, imagine that, Walmart. Walmart. And while we were in Walmart, I'm, I'm going through there, and I'm in the meat section, and they had Black Angus tomahawk steaks. And the price on them was phenomenal. I bought a tomahawk steak a few months ago, and it was $50 for Whoa. the one tomahawk. And it was right at three pounds. These were about two and a half pounds a piece. Okay. There were two of them left. They quality looked phenomenal and they were 30 bucks a piece. Wow. So two of them for 60 bucks. And I got one and tossed it in the cart. And my two older kids, Jordan and Christian are like, get the other one, get the other one. Oh my gosh. Like, and then I, so I threw it in the cart too. And they're like, they're dancing. We got tomahawks. We got tomahawks. Like, <laughs> They loved the first one that I made. So I threw one of those on the Blackstone last night. Oh, but threw, that was good. Oh my goodness. I threw a thermometer in it and checked, you know, kept watching the internal temperature and it put a perfect sear on the outside. It, it probably took it. It was probably pushing 25 minutes, 30 minutes mm. to cook, but it was cooked perfect, perfect, perfect medium That's good all deal. the way through. And it was, yeah, it was so good. Well, we, and one of them will feed your entire family, right? Four of us ate yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good deal. And it, there wasn't anything left except for fat, but. Right. There's nothing but fat and gristle left. <laughs> right? right? <laughs> that's a good movie too. I, I've been saying that I need to watch that movie again. The Great Outdoors with the John Candy Outdoors. and Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. Right? Yeah. They were so good together. That was a pretty good movie. Yeah. Again, the 1980s, the it, language. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's one of those that you what watch is again. What with, wow. That yeah. and Back to the Future and. Wow. No, the one movie I'm a big fan of these movies, and and I've watched these with Christian, and um, I I was surprised that it didn't have the language in it. It, it it's pretty clean for the most part. Mary Poppins, yes. Okay, <laughs> no, the Indiana Jones trilogy. Oh yeah, the the, the three good ones, the originals. Gotcha. Um, there's really not much language in that. Really, I was, I was surprised because it is kind of in that era where it is. You go back era. and you watch movies, and it's like, oh that. Oh, I don't remember that. Oh, that's, right. Yeah. Aren't they making like Indiana Jones part 10 right now or something? Harrison Ford's like 80. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's like 110. And, and I'm, yeah, I'm, I wonder how that's going to work out. But anyway. Well, if it's anything like the last one that they did, it's going to be garbage. Yeah. They did that one, uh, the Crystal Skull with Shia LaBeouf. And yeah. it was. And it had its moments. Uh, it had its moments. Yeah. But, I guess. Yeah, well. So, but how about you? How was your weekend? Uh, not bad. Um, Did you go hiking? No. Oh, okay. Did not go hiking. Um, truthfully, um, 
I think I have the on stages of Alzheimer's. I can't hardly remember what I did this weekend. So, but I, uh, we just kind of took it easy and, um, you know, um, I had uh, family in last week. Mm-hmm. My dad was in for a little bit. You know that. You hooked yep. up with us on yep. Wednesday? Wednesday. Was yes. that Wednesday? It was Boy, Wednesday. It seems like yesterday. Where did the time go? And uh, so, um, yeah, and he left on Friday. And so then, you know, you're just kind of getting things rounded around. You know how it is when you have company. You're getting things yep. rounded around, getting back on schedule and, you know, what you need to do. And then gearing up for Sunday and then, you know, things that you have to do. And you're thinking about the week coming up. And, yeah. um, but no, it was, um, actually it was a good week and, uh, we've had a really good weekend. I thought yesterday was an awesome day at, uh, church and we can talk about that one, uh, yeah. here whenever, but, um, you know, it's, um, the weather's been beautiful the last couple of days. I mean, I don't even know how you can complain at all with this weather, which is a lot for me, from you, for me. Yeah. yeah, for sure. No, you're right. It has been just gorgeous. The sunset last night too. I sent you a picture of the sunset. Looked like a painting. Oh my goodness. I love, like we were sitting on the couch and, and I was kind of out of view of the window after I'd taken that first picture. And Allie was like, Brandon, you need to get up and go back outside and look at the sunset again. Like she could see it through the window. Wow. And, and it was just, the sun was gone, but the sky was just super yeah. red. And yeah, it was, beautiful. yeah, it was, it, it was absolutely, it was beautiful. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, the weather, like yesterday was even sitting after I was outside for a little bit. And if you were in the shade and the wind breeze oh, yeah. was blowing, it was almost chilly. And hadn't been like that, you know, previous in right. the week. It was a little right. warm and we had what a heat index of 104 one day last week. So, yep. So you know how that goes, but uh, looking forward to a good week ahead of us and getting things to, you know, together what we need to do. Yep. And, um, we're winding down on James, which two more weeks doesn't seem possible. It seems like we just started this thing and, um, but yeah, it's been, it's been very good. I did notice that, uh, last time I checked, last time we talked, your Braves were under 500. Yes. Now they're over 500. The Braves went on a tear this past week. Yeah, they did. They took two of three from your Reds. I saw that. Um, the Reds spanked them that last game, though. I saw they, that, yes. They, they they got them pretty good. But, yeah, they are now one game up in the East. I saw that. And, um, you know, uh, I'm always checking your boy out, Jock Peterson, because, yeah. you know, I, I really do like him. Yeah. And so uh, I think I checked it this morning. He's hitting, like, what, 285 or 287 with the um, Braves is – on base percentage mm-hmm. is like 371 and he's, he's a solid player. So yep. he, I hope they, um, I hope they lock him in for more than just a half a year. And yes. I think he would be good, f- good for them. And I think Atlanta fans would oh, appreciate him. Yes. You know? No, so, I love him. Like I said, I've said it many times, but I like a player that their smile is contagious. Yeah. You know, and you can tell he loves to play the game. Oh yeah. Um, it, it was good to get Travis Darno back too. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's like catchers. what Ken Griffey Jr. used to be like. Exactly. Prior to you know the six years prior to before Junior retired, you know right. he, he was still smiling, but you know he wasn't healthy and all that. Exactly. But you know when Junior first came up, everybody loved it because oh, he's yeah. just like a big kid playing. Right. So. Yeah, it's fun to see. Oh yeah. So there you go. You get your Braves on top. You're yeah. We'll see if they can go with on. Tim Hortons coffee. It, uh, life is good. What's going on with your hair today, bro? It's under a hat. Yeah, it wasn't though. No, it's just I got it laying flat. I didn't put anything in it. And yeah, I thought you know what I, I'm I'm in need of a cut soon. I need some. I need a Craig cut. The Craig cuts. The it's, uh, it started off as COVID cuts, and then right. it went to Craig cuts, and uh, now it looks like I'm cutting somebody else's hair. That's so, right. Thank you, you Brandon. Hey, I was you're, like, uh, <laughs> you're welcome. I texted with him last night. You did, and and he told me that you were cutting his hair. Yeah, Kevin Beal, and um, he said. You know, he's pretty particular about his hair. Oh, great. 
But he, he said, I'm not worried though, because your hair is on point. So he, he says you do a great job with so my hair. So does he want your haircut? Cause I, that one I can give. Right? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if he wants, if he wants a mohawk, I can do that. You I can, can give him that. a cut like Christian. If I was about 25 years younger, I think I'd do the mohawk. Yeah. I like the mohawk. I love it. Yeah. I don't know that I could ever do that. Yeah. But when you're 50, whatever. something. Yeah. You don't want to do that. Fifty something. Fifty something. Yeah. So yeah, you, uh, you got a birthday coming up here in what? About fourteen days, fifteen days. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I do have a birthday coming up. That's so it's my sixteenth uh, birthday of my you know thirty ninth year. So. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's be fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. I'm, I'm probably going to uh, break away from the caveman diet. And um, I didn't have this last year. I don't know what happened, but hopefully this year I'll get the German chocolate cake double icing. And yeah, I think around. the I I think the um, with COVID, you know, German chocolate was hard to find last year. Was it? Been. Is yeah. that what it was? So, or I fell asleep and forgot it was your birthday. Or something. everybody was having birthdays all around me, and I'd, I'd be like, "Oh, Brandon, come in!" It's like I made your favorite cake, and then my birthday hit. Crickets. Yeah. Four days later, somebody's birthday is, I made your favorite cake. I just, all right, I see how it is. So. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I'm I do apologize. But, and, and that's, I, I really don't know what happened because that's my favorite cake too. I think German, you were gone. I think I was. I think you were gone. But yeah, German chocolate is my favorite cake. Mine too. And so I'm looking forward Somebody to that. We too. were at the beach last year on your birthday. Yeah, that's you where we were. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for celebrating down there. Hey, we did celebrate. Yeah, right. we, it was a good time. Yeah, right. <laughs> I shipped announcements back to you. Come on. I shipped oh, a video okay. announcement. You did do back that. That's you. right. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. That was pretty good. Good times. We didn't go to the beach this year. So if my wife's listening, that will upset her. Right. Next year. Right. Yeah. So, um, yesterday was really good. Good spirit. We had the a good The energy um, was great, yeah. man. It just both services, the energy, people, I felt like in, and I prayed yesterday morning when we were getting ready started for, Me too. for worship good. practice. Yeah. I, I just yeah. prayed that. God would prepare people's hearts, that God would open people's hearts and, and soften them just ready to learn what he wanted us to learn and just to be able to worship and, and not get off focus. Yep. And, and I really think that God honored that. And I don't know was if um, the first service was jam-packed, but when I got up, it looked jam-packed. It was full. I mean, it was full other than a like your row and the front row and maybe – the second row behind you, but right. there were people sitting up on the front row in the first service that yeah. normally don't set up there, and I was that was kind of yeah, weird. Yeah, they, so they had nowhere else to set, had really. Nowhere else to set, yeah, and it was good spirit in there. I thought they, the first service is always engaging. Yeah, they were super yep. engaging t- uh, yesterday, and kudos to the second service because the they were they were engaging, again. too, yeah. so that was awesome. That was fun to uh, to be in there, and yep. um, they were uh, right right on it, and thought the worship was great, thought the songs were wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, people sang well. Yeah, they did. I thought people just lifted up God, and that's what it's supposed to be about, glorifying yeah. His name. And um, so, yeah, it was a good day. Yeah. Good, good day. I liked it. Yeah, we had people were. I think first service I saw a couple people like really emotional during "How Great Thou Art." Mm-hmm. You know, we, we did that stylistically, probably a little different than than mm-hmm. traditional, um, but it was good. I mean, it just right. I, I love the truth in those lyrics. Right. And then really all the songs that we sing, but just the truth in those right. lyrics and just being reminded, you know, right. when Christ shall come with shout of acclamation right? and take me home, what joy will fill my heart, you know. And that's, for me, just a reminder of this world's not my home. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, we, we have a God who mm-hmm. is great. And one day 
I won't have to deal with the junk that that's going on here. So. Praise God, hallelujah on that. Right, I'm ready for that. Let's go. Any given day, I'm ready for that. Yeah, but yeah, that that was really good, and um, that was that was awesome. And then you know the big thing, which is like the most important thing of the Sunday, is that I told kind of two funny stories, and they all laughed at everybody and laughed in both services, which right. was because sometimes the first service I'll tell something and they'll laugh. I'll be like, oh, perfect, and I'll tell it in the second service and. You're like, hello, am I on? (laughs) What happened? What? It's like, that took a bomb. Right. (laughs) But no, that was good though. It It was was good. Really good. I thought the topic of James, um, he just keeps, uh, motoring on and, and I, and I know I said this yesterday and I said this a few weeks ago. I love the fact that he keeps reminding us of the fact that we are to know God's word and we're to do God's word. Right. And and I always, as I'm going through the book of James, no matter if he refers to that, that's what I see and that's what I read. It's like, you know God, you know his word, now mm-hmm. you need to live it. Right. And he puts the, um, the responsibility on you as a follower. Exactly. Of Jesus Christ. It's like, you got everything you need in your life to do what you've called to do. Here's, here's what you're required to do. Here's what God tells you. Here's what God thinks of you. Right. Right. Here's what you can do. To get in contact for God, if you want wisdom, ask for you know you go through all this stuff, and then now the responsibility is on me and anybody else who is a believer to um, to, to follow that right. And I, and I just love it. I, I I love that he points us always back. You have to have knowledge, yes, but you got to do it. Yep. And uh, what good you know is the knowledge if yeah. you don't? It's not enough just it. to know. Yeah. But you have to put it into practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that's, that's, uh, that's great. I love the, uh, I, I love that because the, um, he sets us really, he, he sets the stage, I, I think, really well. And, um, you know, um, and I think that, you know, the thing that we have to realize is that we cannot be bamboozled by the world. I like that word bamboozled. I heard that today. So I thought right. I'd drop it. There you uh, go. Yeah. But anyway, we can't be hoodwinked by the world and what they think is right, what they think is wrong, what they think is good, what they think is evil. We always have to go back to God. What do you say? What do you say in your word? And I, I had a quote yesterday, uh, by Paul Harvey and the quote was actually done in 1984. Right. And I wasn't going to use it. But I thought, you know what, this is such a good quote because it does apply, and people got the point, I think. But he says, the world is jiving us. We call dirty pictures art. Mm. We build shrines to Elvis, but not God. Mm. We get our truth from tabloids and half-truth outlets, and we base our religion on Oprah and Shirley MacLaine. And, you know, maybe not Shirley MacLaine so much because she was such this – thought she was this spiritual guru back in the day. But you know what? People still do get advice from Oprah. Oh, yeah. So he's right. Yeah. And we get our... She has her own TV channel. Oh. Her own network or oh, something. Oh, come on. It's weird. I yeah. Don't know. I... It's very weird. And now for the rest of the story. <laughs> right? But I thought that was a really good quote. Some of the people that are listening will not understand what that what Exactly. That right. Yeah. Exactly. Go back and listen to Paul Harvey. Right. But... Um... It's a good quote, too. I mean, and, and just so true of, man, we, we build shrines to... To Elvis, but not to God. Exactly. Like that that line just really stuck out to me, and and, and maybe not Elvis. You know, again, you're, could be you're kind of dating that quote, right? But it could be it could be anything. Right. It could be anybody. You know, we put all of these people up on a pedestal, mm-hmm. and that's where we get our source of truth. And I'm right. air quoting right now, right? But we don't. We should be getting our source of truth from God and, and only God. And you said that yesterday, right? You said this is where our our, our truth comes from, right? It doesn't come from anywhere else. Exactly. Um, you know, mentioned a few things, you know, 
that we need to do and and that James actually is kind of leading us in the first one was kind of there's an objective right and um, James 313 tells us if you are wise and understand God's ways prove it by living an honorable life and doing good works with humility that comes from wisdom mm. and I take that godly wisdom yes not human wisdom yeah not secular wisdom not um, you know University wisdom. We're talking godly, right. wholesome, pure wisdom that comes solely from God and His Word. And um, and I was thinking about this. Do you think? I'll ask you the question. Do you think that people confuse wisdom and knowledge? Like nowadays, people think they have wisdom, but really, they all they have is knowledge. I I do. I do think that, and I. And I think if I'm honest about that, I think that I've I've confused it for myself. I, I have to at times. I have to. Um, knowledge is good, mm-hmm. and knowledge is really good. It's like I've told you that um, a number of years ago, um, I met um, a uh, professor from the University of Cincinnati, and he is a proclaimed atheist. Okay, but I'm telling you the truth. He carried his Bible. He carried a Bible really? everywhere he went. Wow. And so um, him and I ran into each other several times, and I finally asked him, I'm like, so you're an atheist, but you carry a Bible everywhere you go. And he's like, yeah, I need to gain more knowledge. I need to know exactly what this says so I can rebut and refute everything that's thrown my way. So he's got mm. the knowledge of God's Word, and I'm going to be honest with you. He was throwing things out about God, and I was like, where's that at? He'd open his Bible and show me. I'm like, this guy knows more than I do. It was tragic, right. actually, if, right. I, if I'm going to be honest. But he did not have godly wisdom. He had the knowledge of God's word, but he did right. not have wisdom. I mean, what even the Bible says, you know, you believe in God, good. Even the demons, the demons believe, believe that, yeah. you know, so it's like, um, so yeah, I, I do think there's a huge difference between just gaining knowledge and then being wise. Isn't that in James? Yeah. It is in James. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I, um, do you see that a lot too? I do. I, and I think that that's just, uh, people are confused and right. they're led astray. Because I almost feel like that's what the world wants you to think. The world wants you to think you have wisdom, right? But they want you to just have knowledge, right? They don't want you to have true wisdom. Right. Well, if you look around the world today, I mean, these people that are you know leading our country and those people who are telling us what to do, they try to come off like these intellectual gurus. You know, they right. they try to act like there's. Here's the way I look at them: they think they're smarter than I am. And they think they're smarter than everybody else. And so we are these peons that we're just supposed to do what they tell us to do. Right. And so, you know, yesterday I brought this thing up. I'm like, you know, how many times since March of 2020 have you heard follow the science? Yep. Follow the science. And basically, if you don't follow the science, you're a stupid redneck Christian and homophobe and fascist is basically what they're telling you. So and my question was this. What science? Right. The people who are telling me to follow the science, like Fauci and Biden and Pelosi and whoever else you want to throw in there, they're the same people that are trying to tell me there's more than two genders, yep. male or female. Or you don't even have to have a gender. You can just whatever you want to call that at this point. These are the same people telling me science is telling us that if, you know, as a man, you know, if you feel like you're a woman, you can go into the woman's bathroom. Right. That's what they're saying. Yeah. Uh, science. But, but if, but if. If you trusted the science, 
the science tells you that if you look at their chromosomes, he's still a male. He's still a male, 100%. But they don't want to follow that science. Exactly. So their science is political. It is. It's called political science. It's not called science. Right. People need to realize they're politicizing. I messed that up. Politicizing science is what they're doing. So, um, but you know, I said the same science that says that the baby in a mother's womb is not a baby, but it's just a mass of flesh. The same people who are preaching follow the science are telling you that the world collided. There was rocks in the air and collided. The world was created and that you literally came from an ape. That's Dr. Fauci. That's what he believes. Yep. And so, Am I going to follow that? Absolutely mm-hmm. not on any lifetime, on any earth. I'm not going to follow his advice because he thinks that he knows and he's all-knowing and he's wise and he's intellectual and he's a doctor, but he has no wisdom. Right. He has no wisdom at all. He's just has knowledge. And it's like I said yesterday, their knowledge is sliding. Their wisdom is a sliding bar. God's wisdom Yep, literally stays. This is what you've got yep. to do. It never, it changes. never changes. Yeah, you, um, you read kind of a few scriptures back to back there, but mm-hmm. the one, um, one of my all time favorites is Romans twelve two. Yeah, I like that too. And it says, "Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect." Mm-hmm. And so. You know, Paul's telling the the church in Rome. Paul is telling us today: don't don't be led astray. Mm-mm. Don't copy their behaviors. You know, they they are not following God's mm-hmm. truth. They are not. They don't have godly wisdom. And mm-hmm. so, I love the the verse before that: offer your bodies as living and holy sacrifices, mm-hmm. or living sacrifices, mm-hmm. holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Exactly. You know, live your life every single moment of every single day. In a way of worship to mm-hmm. God, and don't get sidetracked by the right. world. Don't right. copy their behaviors. Right. Allow and, God to transform you. And how important today is Romans twelve two? Like mm-hmm. what we're going through. Yeah. Like you read that five years ago, and you and, and it's and it was great five right. years ago. Right. But what about now in twenty twenty one? I mean, what? Don't copy. Don't copy. Yeah. I mean, it's if the word of God. Um, is not true and alive, it wouldn't be so fresh. Right. I mean, so we've, Romans 12, 2 is your favorite passage, one of them. It's one of, one them. of my yep. favorite ones too. I love Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And, but when I'm reading that yesterday, I'm getting chills thinking, this is like the James book. This could have been written this week. Yeah. Yep. Don't do this. Yeah. You guys just don't do this. And, and I, and I absolutely love it. The next verse that I read, I actually like too, is first Peter chapter one, verses 13 and 14. And I love it. He says, prepare your minds for action mm-hmm. and exercise self-control. Put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. So you must live as God's obedient children. Mm. I cannot do what the world does right. and live as God's obedient child. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then. Mm. I like that. It's very good. It's like, okay, you didn't know. Now you know. Yep. And it's kind of like, you know what you preached a few you know, a few weeks ago, stop it. Just yeah. stop it. Don't do that. Don't go down don't go down that road. Yep. Um so you know, when you read those scriptures and you see what our objective is to have, you know, we need we do need to have knowledge of God, but we also need the wisdom of God. But we need to prepare our minds for action. And how do I prepare my mind? 
I get in touch with God. Yeah. I walk in the Spirit, yep. tap into this Holy Spirit of God that's living in me, and I allow myself to be intentional enough to be in God's truthful, holy, changing Word yep. every single day. If I'm not, I'm not preparing my mind right. in any way, shape, or form. So, um, but I love, I love, uh, I just love those scriptures that really point out the direction of you know where we're supposed mm-hmm. to be and where we're supposed to go. Um, but good stuff, though. Very good stuff. Um, you know, I liked your your absent-minded professor. Yeah. Um, you're talking about Dr. Carl Hurley. Oh, he's funny. Yeah. And is that you? Is that is that where you're you're getting? Well, I'm not as smart as him, but yeah, I'm very absent-minded. Right. So yeah, duh, right. but yeah, I think our IQs are a little bit different. Yeah. But yeah. you, you talked. We you know we talked about people who you know are knowledgeable, but, you know, and you talked about that yesterday with him and everything, right. you know, he has all the book smarts, just some people just don't have common sense. They can't exactly. even tie their, their shoes. And, you know, he was talking about, he ended up, he was a professor. Right. And then he became a stand up comedian, uh-huh. which kind of are on the opposite ends it of the is, spectrum totally. for that. But, you know, he told the story about how he would always forget everything. Right. And, and he, him and his wife, they moved houses he bought a new house they bought a new house yeah. and and one day he couldn't remember how to get to his new house and so he drove to his old house and he was sitting there in the driveway and he looked over in the yard and saw a little girl play and he rolled down the the window and he says hey little girl the people that used to live here do you know where they moved to and the little girl says dad mom said you would forget come <laughs> right. on let's go home <laughs> you know you told that very well you like memorize that. Yes. You like, I heard it twice yesterday. I heard it twice. <laughs> you know, I, I'm a sucker for jokes. What exactly, can I say? Right. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's, you know, it's, it's actually sad to me. Right. That people can be so smart with knowledge, but they don't have wisdom because right. they're right. following the world. They're allowing Satan to, to dictate. Right. You know, they're allowing fear to seep in. Right. They're allowing, um, whatever, you know, their own desires. You know, James talked about that. And that's um, next week. Yeah. Talking about desires next week, yeah, which is exactly. awesome. Yep. Well, let me ask you this. Don't you think that is a big thing and has been a big thing in the, you know, as, uh, for Christians or, you know, whether you're a Christian church person or a Baptist or mm-hmm. Methodist, Presbyterian, whatever yeah. you are, don't you think that's been a big thing over over the last, um, I wouldn't even know, 30 years or 40 years where we have a lot of people that know a lot yeah. about the Bible, but on an on the instance of like literally changing me, I've not seen that. Right. I've not seen a lot of people change that because... They still are huddling in groups and gossiping. Mm-hmm. They still cause church dissension. They cause dissension in their own families. Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, where's the change? Right. Is it just book knowledge? Is it just I know this and I know that Jesus died for, on the cross and I know this, but but Jesus Christ is not – you're not allowing him to change who you are. Yeah. And don't you think that's a part of it? Don't you think that's a part of the journey? Absolutely. And, um, so it's like – and what I think is one of the most um, humbling things to me is when I change. Yes. Is when I come to the conclusion, oh, I need to change this. This is not good. Right. And I think that's humbling when, when you look at that. But, you know, when you look at, you know, it goes right back to, you know, the absent-minded right. professor. I think we've got some absent-minded Christians when it comes to the things of God. 100%. And we've got the knowledge, but yet we're not 
doing that. And so here we go again, James one twenty two. Don't just listen to God's word. Mm-hmm. You must do what it says. Yeah. So what's he saying? Know the word and do, do the, the word. word. Know the word and do the word. And I, you know what? I, I don't know about this, but maybe every single solitary Christian across the United States of America needs to put James one twenty two in the front of their brain or on their dashboard of their car or on their mirror in their bathroom. Don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Amen. So basically, don't listen to God's word. Just do what it says today. Just do it. Just do it today. Do what yep. you're called to do. And then I love Proverbs twenty three twenty three. Don't you love Proverbs? Yes. I do love Proverbs. Yes. I need to do I need to do something in Proverbs because it is super good. Yeah, it is. But Proverbs twenty three twenty three says, Get the truth and never sell it. What do you mm. think he means by that? Do you think I mean, do you think that he's saying get the truth and never sell it? Is it like I know what the truth is, but I'm going to throw that off for something that looks better than yeah, the truth. Yeah, I, I think, or... you know, when I hear that, I think of, and you hear this word kind of thrown around a lot, but, you know, you hear somebody, well, they're a sellout. Okay. You know, they, well, yeah, they, they kind of sold themselves out to right. go down that road. Right. You know, whatever that looks like. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, you, you've got this, but you give it up because you want, to be famous, you want to be right. liked, you want, right. you know, you, you want people to look at you well. Yeah. And so I, for me, I think that's what he's saying is you've got this amazing gift. You've yeah. got the truth. you got the truth. Don't let it go. Don't let it go. So get the truth and never sell it. And then he says, also get wisdom, mm. discipline, and good judgment. Do you know when you talk about, you know, get the truth, get wisdom, Discipline and good judgment. Those are four things that is lacking from our society yeah. today. Yeah. All four of those. Because there's no truth. They literally have no wisdom. Right. The discipline is out the door. There is no discipline. And there is no judgment. Yep. It's just whatever I feel like, I'm going to do it. Everybody wears their feelings on their shirt sleeves, and yep. you just got to deal with the, the chaos and the emotion. And that's not good. Yeah. I mean, that's not good. You were talking about the... I'm going to call it the tragedy of the Christian church. And like you said, it could be Methodist, Baptist, right. whatever. Um, people who claim Christ as their Savior. And they they have knowledge. I, I, th- I think the problem is is the, the application. There's a discord in the application for so long. And... and Church leaders have let this happen. Um, for so long, people have been content showing up to church on a Sunday morning mm-hmm. for an hour. Mm-hmm. Maybe being here on a Wednesday night, mm-hmm. maybe going to church for Sunday school or whatever, mm-hmm. maybe serving for a week at VBS, mm-hmm. you know, just little things here and there. Bang, check mm-hmm. my box. I'm good. The rest of the week right. is mine. Right, right that's not when i read the bible that's not how god wants us to live exactly you know, romans 12:1 yeah offer your bodies as living sacrifices exactly. holy and pleasing to god this is your spiritual act of worship every single day we that's have just to not live. for an hour on sunday it's not just for an hour so we have the knowledge is important right but we have to take that knowledge and put it into action mm-hmm. we have to live it out it's not just a I can act like this when I'm at church, but then mm-hmm. the rest of my week, mm-hmm. I can I can be a different person. No, God wants us to be the same right. person 
And that's how we're going to take the light of Jesus Christ into a dark world. Exactly. By living lives. Does that mean we're going to get it right all the time? No. Right. We're not. But we have to to be um, convicted when we don't get it right to say, you know what? I was off base. Right. And I need to go apologize to that person. Right, right. Or I I need to take that back. Right. And and so that's that for me over the last twenty, thirty plus years is the the rut that the church has been in. Mm-hmm. It's we we come, we serve, we give our money so we can expect things the way we want it. Right, right, exactly. And yeah. and then we go home. Exactly. So it becomes like the uh it becomes almost like um a club. Yes. It's like I pay my dues and you got to do what I say and you got to listen to what I say and I can say whatever I want to say and it becomes almost like a you know a club yep. and that club mentality is not the biblical mentality. No. And when you have a club mentality, so here's what you just did. You just made up your own church, you just made up your own god and I don't know what god you're worshiping at right. this point. You're like I said yesterday, you either believe the whole counsel of god or you don't. Right. You can't believe just a little bit of this and say, hey, I believe in the Bible, but don't really buy into what he's saying about gossip and church dissension in my tongue. You know, I'm not going to use the big ones like murder and you right. know, homosexuality or whatever. But, you know, if you're not if you're not doing what God has called you to do and you're not truly believing that what God tells you about this and say your tongue or, or whatever, then you're not believing the Bible. Right. So you either believe the Bible or you don't. It's all the whole thing or it's nothing. It's like, um, you know, eating a uh, cupcake. You know, did you eat the whole cupcake or did you have a bite of the cupcake? Right. If you had a bite of the cupcake, you didn't eat the cupcake. Right. And so same thing with that. So you may have had a bite of a scripture, but you're not. Yeah. You didn't have the whole thing. Right. You got to have you got to digest the, the, the whole thing. And and I think sometimes. With what you're describing is that people get into that rut and and this is where I can actually say this with experience because I've been doing this for so long where longtime Christians will come to me and want me to talk to family members or they'll want me to say, hey, they've had questions and I don't know what to tell them. And I'm like – and some of these people that come to me literally are 25 years older than I right. am. I'm like – and you've been Christians for 30 years more than I've been alive. You right. know, So it's like – so. How can you not talk to them and tell them where they're supposed to go in the Word of God? And and I read a verse yesterday, First Peter three fifteen, that says, "You must worship Christ as Lord as your life." Mm-hmm. And those are words, but if you start breaking those words down, when Jesus Christ is Lord, yeah. you're not going to you know copy the customs and the behaviors right. of this world. You're, he is literally the Lord and the director and the master of your life. And if somebody asks you about the hope, your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. So boggles mm-hmm. my mind. Literally, I stand stupefied in front of these people. I didn't used to so much because I was younger. Right. But the more I understand it, it's like people will say to me, can you talk to them? I'm like, why don't you talk to them? You're the one with a relationship with them. Go talk to them. Yeah. Well, what do I say? How do you not know what to say? Right. Is, is like my question. It's not like I'm irritated or, you know, mad at him. It's just like, I don't understand how you don't understand that you're supposed to do this. And it's a big verse though, that first Peter 315 yeah, passage, because it does open up a can of worms that people don't want to go down. Right. So, and I, and I agree with you though, because there is that disconnect in the body of, of Christ. There's that disconnect throughout 
even denominationally, um, that you're just putting in your time. You're just doing your service. Right. You're just doing this. And so this is how I know you're just doing your time if you don't know how to give the hope and the reason that you have in right. Jesus Christ and, and tell people about that. So Yeah, and, and I think that, you know, that that Christian life, walking in the right. Spirit, following God with every step, right. is really similar to our hiking experience on Friday. Okay. So we started off, and, and bless their hearts, I think they feel like they've got everything marked out, and they explain things really nicely. We talked to a lady, and she was super nice, mm-hmm. and, and it was good. She explained, and, and I probably didn't fully understand. It was partially my fault, right. but we were wanting to go the longer trail. Well, ended up we we took the we were at Old Man's Cave and we took the one mile trail and we were back at the mm-hmm. the visitor center, and so it's like okay, so we went back in and we talked to the guy and mm-hmm. and he kind of told us where we need to branch off to go to the longer mm-hmm. trail to Cedar Falls and then come back on the upper rim trail and it was about a six mile hike, and that's that's very similar to what we're looking at. You can either Hop on the one mile trail, get it done, and be like, "Okay, I hiked it. It was good. I hiked right. Old Man's Cave." Or you could get on and you can grind and you can follow God's path for the entire entirety mm-hmm. of every single day. And you read Hosea fourteen nine that I think just correlates with that. It says, "Let those who are wise understand these things. Let those with discernment listen carefully. The paths of the Lord are true and right." And righteous people live by walking in them, but in those paths, sinners stumble and fall. Mm-hmm. And so I, th- I think that so often we we maybe walk in the Lord's path for a day, right? maybe two days, right? but we kind of get off that path and, and walk, make our own path yep. the rest of the time. Exactly. And, and, and that reading that scripture and saying that, Leads us to what I was talking about yesterday going into the second point. There's an obstacle and yeah. the obstacle basically is us. Exactly. The, the obstacle is human reasoning. The obstacle is that humanistic worldly view, which is not from God. It's right. from Satan. Yep. And it is a, and, and it is a view that will take you down a road that you can't get off of right. sometimes. And so that's why I'm so hard hitting when it comes to like even the politicizing of the virus and right. politicizing of everything. Yep. We are so politicized on everything. And so what Satan wants you to do is to have fears and worries and anxieties and right. trip you up. Right. And, and if he can't get you to do that, then he'll be, he'll try to get you to become arrogant and turn your back on God and right. think you're better than God and you make your own God. Mm-hmm. And, um, I read a verse in James 314. He says, but if you are bitterly jealous, if you're bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover it up. Don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. And I think sometimes we try to pretend. We yep. try to, uh, you know, uh, a lack of a better word that you know we we do go down that road yeah. of bitterness and jealousy and envy and strife and and all that, and then. You know, we, we try to cover it up mm-hmm. and we need to let God expose that and show us um, who we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, you talked about, you know, we get in the way. I've, man, I've got in, in the way for myself, you know, so many times. You've gotten in my way too. I've gotten in oh, your no, way sorry too. About I'm that. sure I have Absolutely. probably. Yeah. But, you know, I think that's something that we have to be aware of. Right. Of not relying on, on us. Right. You have to rely on God. You have to rely on God's truth, God's exactly. wisdom. 
And you have to ask for it. I mean, that's the big thing too. Oh. We, if we ask, give God's going to be willing to, to give it to us. Yep, 100%. I, and I used the illustration yesterday, and I know we use this all the time, and it's kind of an abused illustration. But it's the illustration from Adam and Eve, you know, when Satan tempts Eve or throws this at her, you know, you know, you know, you're going to be like God if you do this. All right. Right. Yeah. And that's I believe not that's not what, surely that's not what God said. Exactly. 100%. You know, and there was, there was some truth in what he said. And there was a speck exactly. of truth. There's tiny, tiny yeah. bits um, of truth. And so, Satan is the master liar and yeah, deceiver. He weaves. And my goodness, I mean, I, I have fallen for his lies yep. and his deception way too many times yep. in my life. And I Agreed. hate it. I hate it when I do it. I, I've sometimes realized I, he has, I know it's a lie and I'm falling for it. I'm right. like, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. But Adam and Eve eventually did cave and we caved too. Yep. And, um, you know, it goes back. I gave a few uh, things, um, that, you know, the point to worldly wisdom. And I think it's very hard today in 2021 for a Christian to distinguish between worldly wisdom and, and godly wisdom, because just like you said, there's a smattering of truth and mm-hmm. in the lie. Yeah. And so a Christian has to know the word of God to distinguish what is a lie and what is the truth. Right. And if you are walking in God's spirit, promise you he's going to, he's going to reveal that to you. Right. He will definitely reveal that to you. Right. Um, James 3, 15 and 16 says, For jealousy and selfishness are God, not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For whether where there is jealousy and selfish ambition, they're going to find disorder in every, um, in every evil kind of thing. And, and here's the thing with that. Did you see that today in our, in yeah. our world? Yep. Did you see that in our government? Yep. yep. That's all they are, is right. jealous and bitter. Yep. And so what do we have today in the United States of America and really globally? Yeah. Chaos and disorder. Disorder. There's no godly wisdom there. There's nobody pointing the direction to God. There's nobody literally seeking God who is driving this ship right right now. Exactly. Um, So basically, you know, the culture and um, our society and our world, um, they are going to reject God every single time. Right. They're, they're going to push God to the side. Yep. They don't want God's wisdom. They want the final say in what's going on. And and so that's where I got into this thing where when it comes to that, that's where you hear things like critical race theory and right. Black Lives Matter or anything like that. And if you look at those organizations, mm-hmm. they point you away from God's yep. word. They strip away the family. They strip away biblical principles. They take you away from God. But so many Christians have jumped on that. Bandwagon. Because of exactly what you were talking about a few minutes ago. You know, there there's a speck of truth in it. You right. black lives matter. Well abso- exactly. absolutely black lives matter. Yeah, do I think black lives matter? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. One hundred percent. But then you dig into the organization and what they stand for and they're they're really honestly more pointed toward toward the LGBTQ Exactly. Community. And that's the whole And then that's their agenda. Right. You know, there's an agenda behind that, and so there is a speck of truth of, yes, black lives matter, but right. they're kind of leading you astray. Critical race Even, theory, same thing with critical race theory. Well, exactly, and you know, if you look at Satan, his job, he wants to trip you up, uh-huh. he wants to confuse the issues, and he wants to pull you away, but mm-hmm. he also wants to destroy the nuclear family. Yes. The Christian, yep. godly, nuclear family that God has created yep. and what God wants for us in our life. Exactly. If he can do that, guess what? You're going to have chaos throughout yep. the world for generations. 
I mean, that's just the way it goes. I yeah. read a quote yesterday by <clears throat> a lady. She's an actress. Her name is Amanda Donahoe, and I, you probably remember her from Liar Liar. I don't know if you ever seen Liar Liar. I have. She was the boss yes. in yep. um, that. So, yep. um, poor lady. Exactly. Just after after you read the quote yesterday, I'm like, oh, Ugh. poor lady. Here's what she says. I can't embrace a male god who has persecuted female sexuality throughout history. That same persecution goes on all over the world. I hope in the next few years that we will raise an army of children who believe in a in man and human potential, not any god. What do you think of that? Well, you said it yesterday. She got her wish. She got her uh, wish. I mean, you, you look in the world today, and that's that's the type of children that are being raised. And the world is is winning in exactly. that. Exactly. And you know, here's the thing, and they're not happy. They they claim happiness or they claim peace, but they're and they claim fulfillment, but there is no happiness in that. So I read this shortly after that quote in Romans one, twenty one and twenty two, and you talk about fabulous quote or fabulous verse. They knew God. But they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. Yeah. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. Yeah. Claiming to be wise, they instead became utter fools. Mm-hmm. I mean, does that verse totally define the U.S. US government right now? They claim to be wise, but they are total utter fools. And as as we've read through the Bible, you know, we're in, you know, our second year of reading through the Bible recap right. chronologically. And you, you see history repeating itself. Right. You know, you, you read these verses and it talks about, you know, the world then. And it's like, wow, we're there right. again. We are right, right there again. Even right. the Christians right. are missing the boat. The Christians are getting sidetracked big time and and it's sad big time. I um I love the you know I said you know the world will throw these obstacles in our way and you know let's take something that's going on right now um that we all know of, you know, the virus or the delta variant or mm-hmm. lockdowns or masks or whatever they want to do. And um, they give you this appearance of I'm doing this for your safety or I'm doing this because you're going to be, you know, you're going to be taken care of. Here's the deal. I can barely keep myself safe, let alone, you know, 350 million people. And right. nobody can do that for you. That is your responsibility. But um, sadly, when somebody steps to the mic and they're from the Supreme Court, a president, a vice president, the head of the CDC, Dr. Mm-hmm. Fauci, Mike DeWine, whoever. I, I don't care who it is. We actually automatically take that as gospel truth. Right. And sometimes it's a bona fide lie. And so second or Colossians 2.8, I read this. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense yep. that comes from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world. And I love it because the spiritual powers of this world are Satan uh-huh. rather than from Christ. Christ. So, you know, you and I have been together this entire time since March of 2020 and, yep. you know, how things have changed and how they've gone back and forth. And I've never wavered in, right. in what I thought right. and never 
never wavered at all. I've, yeah. In fact, um, you know, I've stood strong and, you know, my whole thing was like, hey, if I get the virus and I die, then that was meant to be. And exactly. God's going to work through that and God's going to do something positive for it. And that was the, that was the plan for my life. And that's OK. I can live with that. Right. And if God gets I don't get it and I live to be 105 then that was the plan that God had for exactly. my life. Here's the thing. I put my my trust in God. I don't put my trust in the White House, the State House, yep. the Supreme Court, or anything else. I put my trust solely in God. I don't care what goes on in the world. God's Word still is the the anchor for, you know, for my life. Right. And, um, you know, and so today all we do is <clears throat> we hear these, um, these empty philosophies. Mm-hmm. The empty philosophies on the virus or the empty philosophies on Black Lives Matter or the f- empty philosophies on the critical race theory or transgenders mm-hmm. or men wanting to be women and women wanting to be men and right. all this stuff. And uh, we we deal with that. And it always comes back to me to a verse that I read yesterday in Proverbs fourteen twelve. There is a way that seems right to man, but its end is the way of death. Yeah. And this is where it actually makes from you being irritated to you being almost like, oh, God, we've got a lot of work to do. Exactly. I don't want these people to die in their mm-hmm. sin. You don't want these people to die right. in their sins. And so um, I did also read another quote, and I love Eugene Peterson. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. He says, um, man unlocks the secrets of the universe, but he doesn't know what to do with them. Almost everything he discovers turns against him. Hmm. That's where we are today. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly where we are. Yeah, but. James is really good, and the Bible is so poignant for our life today. And and for me, over the last 18 months, yep. the Bible has almost been – I can actually see it moving. Like the right. words are jumping right. off the page. Like it is unfolding in front of me, and I love that. Yes. I love that any more, more than any time in my life, yep. and I love that. You read the uh, verse in 1 Corinthians fifteen thirty four yesterday, and you said, Think carefully about what is right and stop sinning. He's just like, just stop sinning. Stop it. I think you know, I did. It, I think I went, you did. stop you it. Did. You did. And you second service, you were like, Brandon preached a sermon a few months ago called Stop It. Right. And that's what, you know, that's what we're being told there. And, and you think about that, like that, if we as Christians did that first sentence, think carefully about what is right and stop sinning. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Right there in that moment, people are going to see Christ through us. And God is going to work through that right. and bring people into a relationship with him. Right. But so often we get hung up on the news cycle. Yep. We get hung up on whatever's going on. Yep. You know, you, you talked about, you know, the whatever's coming out of whoever's mouth. Anybody steps to the mic is like, yeah, I haven't listened to anybody step to the right. mic because I haven't watched the news or that stuff in forever. So the only one you see stepping to the mic is me. Right. Okay, gotcha. Yes. <laughs> But he, he closes out, he says, for your shame, for your, for to your shame, I say that some of you don't know God at all. That's a boom, man. And, and I, it breaks my heart, but I've seen that in mm-hmm. Christians. Oh yeah. You know, oh, yeah. they think carefully about what is right and stop sinning. But for to your shame, I say that some of you don't know God at all. 100%. And it's, and it's sad. I mean, you may proclaim it, but you're not. There's no like evidence exactly of God living in your life, mm-hmm. even though you're saying and maybe doing the right yeah. thing. Where's the evidence of Jesus Christ captivating exactly. your life and you're intentionally following yeah. Him? And part of that evidence is, you know, you you asked a question. You ask yourself this question: Do I agree more with God's word 
or do I agree more with the world? Right. And if you agree with God's word, you have to agree with God's word in its entirety. Exactly. You can't say, well, I agree with 98.8% of it. Right. But, you know, I, I do think that whatever. Right. You know, you know, this is okay. Even though God's word right. says it's not that surely that's not right. Yeah. God will let me go on this one. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you, you agree a hundred percent or guess what? You really don't agree at all. You don't agree at all. And, and you need to, to just get, right. if that's you, you need to just disconnect yourself from God's word mm-hmm. and say, you know what? I'm not a Christian. Right. Because you're leading people astray. Exactly. And, and I, I hate to say it like that, mm-hmm. but that's just truth. Yep. Like you're, you're muddying the water and there's so much muddying the water right now of Christians, church leaders, ministers who are going down roads and they're, they're lighting a candle for whatever, the right. LGBTQ community, right, right. Black Lives Matter, whatever it is, right. and they're muddying the water. Right. You know, in reality, they don't, they don't believe God's word at all. No, not at all. Not at all, and that's 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 the um, that's the point. Uh, James three seventeen and eighteen. I love this. He says the wisdom from above, first of all, is pure. It is also peace loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. Yeah. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. And I love that. There's a part in there that I love. It says it shows no favoritism and it's always sincere. Now, this is like the second time James has dealt with mm-hmm. favoritism and it's kind of almost a rollover. I'm rolling over the top of this. Right. But he did a whole thing on favoritism that we talked about and discrimination. Right. But here's how you know if you have the wisdom of God and even for any organization that's out in the world that's a secular organization, if it is slighted against somebody else or something, right. it is not from God. Exactly. And it's, it's favoritism, uh, when it goes, when they're, when they're doing that. And so when you look at the, um, the wisdom of God that comes to your life, don't you think there's some humility in that? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at the Apostle Paul and you look at, um, his yeah. life, the Apostle Paul, I think sometimes, for what he did and how much he knew, because he literally is a Pharisee. Okay, yeah. he's a Pharisee, yeah. and he's m- murdering Christians because yeah. he they're not keeping the law. I mean, like, let me cliff note this, and he's thinking he's doing the one hundred percent right thing, yeah. getting rid of these heretics, and then when he finds out that he's not doing the right thing, so I have a feeling that the Apostle Paul at some points in his life has been arrogant. Yeah, I'm this pompous, yeah. arrogant Pharisee. I'm gonna, you're not doing what is right. And I bet he was a tough guy to deal with, but then. When the wisdom of God mm-hmm. infiltrates his life, totally changes. Yep. And so he says in 1 Corinthians fifteen nine, I'm the least of all the apostles. In fact, I'm not even worthy to be called an apostle after the way that I persecuted God's church. He's just saying, I have nothing here, yep. man, and I can't believe he's doing this. He says in 1 Timothy 1, 15 and 16, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, and I'm the worst of them all. Yeah. But God had mercy on me so that Christ Jesus could use me as a prime example of his great patience with even the worst sinners. That is the humility yep. and the wisdom of God. Yep. And so, is that what you want? Absolutely. I'm not always like that, though. No, no. But I think as, as Christ followers, we have to understand that, man, I've, I've messed up, and it's only by the grace of God that I am. Exactly. You know, I'm, I'm flawed. Right. I, I have sin in my life, you know, but I, I have to push through that and exactly. I have to strive to, to be more like Jesus. And, and right. it's because of Jesus that I can. Right. 
I mean, I stand up every Sunday morning. Uh, literally, you know what goes through my mind? Prior to the service, I'm praying, usually in the back room or mm-hmm. somewhere. I should not be doing this. Right. I'm the wrong guy to be doing this, God. But so will you just speak through me and use your word yep. and help people see you and not me? Exactly. Uh, use me, but don't let them see me. Exactly. Because I literally, I, I, I'm telling you straight up, I should not be up on any given Sunday yep. telling anybody what to do and how to do it. Yep. And um, I'm not, I'm, I've just messed up too many times in my life. So I do feel like the Apostle Paul in mm-hmm. that. But I'm not saying that, you know, that I'm, that I'm humble, but I'm just saying I literally feel the pain of my, right. of my sin right. in my life. And that's the awesome power of the righteousness of God through the blood of Jesus Christ that covers me. And I right. love that. I love right. that. And so, you know what that, what that makes me feel like? And I don't go on feelings, but here's the feeling I have. I almost have this feeling of like, I don't have to do anything. Right. He's already taken care of that. It's kind of like, you know, when you're, when you're little, I don't know if you remember being little and you were scared and your dad would hold you or your mom would protect you Mm -hmm. or they, you knew Mm -hmm. a thunderstorm. I don't know what it was, but for some reason you felt that. Yeah. I'm protected. Yeah. That's the way I feel with God. I'm totally protected and I don't have to worry about that. Even if I like, I've messed up. You know, it's like, I don't know if you ever messed up before in your life and your mom, instead of getting angry at you, she showed you love yes. and compassion and mercy. I remember my mom doing that a yep. few times. Literally, I had that will moment like, man, this feels so good. Right. And right. It's, it's like a burden has yeah. been lifted. That's the way I feel when it comes to God. So James 1, five. here we are again. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God. He will give it to you. Mm. I think I need to ask wisdom every day. Every day. Yeah. Yeah, day. For sure. Do you? Do I ask wisdom every day? Not every day. No. I need to. But I don't. I know. The same thing here. I mean, I do ask for wisdom a lot. Mm -hmm. But some days I don't. Right. And um, because you're always plotting your course. Right. What if you plotted your course through the wisdom of God? God, I need your wisdom today before I think about this. Right. And even deal with this. And I think sometimes that's, it's selfish, but if I'm being honest, it's because I, I rely on myself and I know that I can get things done on my, my wisdom. TCB, taking care of business. Taking care of business. That's you, bud. That's right. <laughs> Every day. He looked at me like, what, in what the world? is that? <laughs> um, but you know, I, I think that, that a lot of us are like that. It's like, right. you know, I don't. There's sometimes I don't want God's wisdom because I just want to do things my way because it's going to be easier. We think, right? We think. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's good stuff. It is good. Last verse I read yesterday, I love, uh, this was a throw in. Yeah. I threw this in. That's three Saturday. weeks in a row. It is, but I actually had him make the slide for right. it because I wanted him to read it. Psalm 34, verses 4 and yeah, 5. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me. He delivered me, and I love this, from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are not covered with shame. Mm. If that doesn't speak volumes into your life about what God can do for you and what God is doing for us, I, I don't know what Absolutely. does. And that goes so well with the book of James. That entire James the same. chapter is great. I love it. I and love it. you know how hard it is to be up there playing my guitar in the key of A behind you, and all I can hear in my head is Shane and Shane, Psalm 34. <laughs> I sought the Lord, Did you? and he answered me. 
Did you know I was going to do that verse? You didn't, did you? I just threw that in, yeah, didn't I? I didn't know it. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I could hear. Like that, that is it. So when you're done so listening. That's why to, you were giving me the evil eye when I looked at you. Right? <laughs> so when you're done listening to Grounded, uh, go on over to YouTube and pull up Shane and Shane's Psalm 34 and. This is yeah, a good song. Listen to that for your enjoyment. It's That's very great. Good. I love Shane. And, and then Shane. after that, you go to Bing Crosby's "Walking in a Winter Wonderland," or not? I am. Sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? Perfect good stuff. We're getting closer. Oh, it's this getting weather's close, man. getting closer. Getting close. You know what we're getting close to? My birthday. Okay. Yeah. After that, uh, the fair service. After that, um, no. Hunting season. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm searching. I love bro. fall. Yeah, I love fall. I do too. I love fall. Yeah, it's absolutely great. Good stuff today, though. Very good stuff. Good it's, stuff breaking it down. And, yeah, and we James more, is powerful, man. We need more wisdom, man. I All do. of us, I do. So two more weeks left in James. Yep. Um, I got this coming Sunday on the 22nd. You're closing us down, closing and shutting the door, and slamming the door shut on James on the 29th. James chapter five. Yep. yep. On the 5th of September, we're at, um, and I need to make a correction because I did yeah. this wrong. So we, we got, you got reprimanded. I got reprimanded. I got reprimanded two weeks in a row. That's crazy, man. Uh, we are not at the Union County Fairgrounds. It's the Richwood Fair. Fair. Yeah. So we're going there. That's so. better than Union County Fair anyway. Yeah. So we're at the Bokes Creek Pavilion. We're at the Bokes Creek Pavilion. On September the 5th at 10 o'clock. Yep. And if you, everybody needs a pass to get into the fair service. So if you would, if you did not get a pass yesterday and you want, you want to get a pass, you want to join us, what you need to do is contact the church office and we will make sure that you get yep. a pass and you can have as many passes as you want. You can invite your friends and yep. family and take what you need and we'll make sure that you've, you've got those, um, on hand. Yep. So. We will not be live streaming that day. Right. So we will be at the fair and at the fair only. So at the fair and at the fair only. That's that sounds right. pretty good. It's, it's going to be a good, it'll be fun. It's going to be a good day. I'm excited about it. It'll be fun. And, be a lot uh, of work, but. And this past weekend, we had a couple events take place when the back to school bash, mm-hmm. and um, I heard that went really well. It was good. And, it was good. And then yesterday was the back to school haircuts, uh-huh. and I heard we had 14 or 15 people come in yep. and get their haircuts, and yep. um, so that's a good deal. And uh, yeah. what else is going on? Popsicles in the park is this, uh, this Tuesday. Is the last tomorrow one. is the last one. Last one before for school starts. Yeah, school starts back up, and then um, so what else is going on? We start in September the twelfth. The Sermon, new sermon series where the rubber meets the, the, rubber road. Meets the road. I'm excited about that. I'm actually yep. working on those and a little behind on what I want to do right now, but, um, we're kicking it off. Uh, the first Sunday on the 12th is God still do miracles today. Mm. And so I'm looking forward to that. So see, we'll see where that goes. Well, you, you open your mouth and I just automatically get songs in my head. Like that's how my, that's, you don't want to be in my brain. My brain works in music. You so, don't want to be in mine either. So. I'm sure. I'm sure. But no, there's a couple good songs I'm excited about for that Sunday. That'll be awesome. It's going to be That'll good. That'll be really good. So yeah, I'm so, looking yeah. forward to that series. Yep. And, um, it's going to have a lot, you know, we're going to be, we're going to kind of be kind of all over the place, but right. we're going to land on really, it's on, it's all about glorifying God. Um, thinking about doing one Sunday. What does actually glorifying God mean? Well, what are we supposed to do? How, I mean, we hear so much glorify God, glorify God. What does that actually mean? Uh, for us maybe so. we'll do psalm 34 that day could do that magnify the lord with me yeah go for it come exalt his name forever yeah why well, yeah that's good stuff sounds like a um and then later in september we are going to be doing a um night of worship around the fire pit 
Oh, perfect. So I don't. We don't have a date. It's going to be one of the last two Sundays, I believe. But we're going to iron that out and kind of involve the youth. So like, too. it's going to be around the fire pit. So it's going to be like more worship with Jesus. Or? No, no. <laughs> I hope not. No, we're just going <laughs> to. Night of worship. Love Jesus more than you ever have. First of all, there's no H in there. It's not shmore. It's well, how do you s'more. pronounce it? S'more. How do you smell that? Spell that. That was because with your nose. How do you smell that? With your nose is how you smell it. How do you spell that thing? Is it S apostrophe M O R E? Sounds like shmores to me. There's no H. There's no H. S'more. S'more. It's like every time I think of that, I think of. Um, the Sandlot, where the kids never had a s'more before. And he was like, well, how can I have s'more? I haven't had any yet. <laughs> so uh, we hope you um, continue to listen to us even after you're, you're, our whole You're wrapping us up because we're like, you're like, we are. <laughs> we are going downhill We are fast. going down a rabbit trail. If you want s'more grounded, let us know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Well, do you have any any parting shots? I don't, man. I'm going down that. I don't want to go any down that s'more hole anymore. So yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, hey, thanks for listening again. Don't forget to share it, uh, like it, um, subscribe if you haven't to our podcast channel wherever you listen. And um, if you want a grounded T-shirt or sweatshirt or whatever kind of shirt, tank top. We got a couple of those floating out there. But uh, let us know. Shoot us an email, Richwood churchofchrist at gmail.com and uh, we will get you an order in for a shirt i've been seeing them around i saw them it's yesterday kind of kind of weird to see your our bitmojis yeah it was very you know, weird walking around yeah it was very weird when i walked up to somebody i'm like oh nice shirt nice shirt <laughs> yeah so yeah we should have a new shipment coming in soon so sounds good so anyways we hope you have a great week and uh hope uh listen in next week see ya bye, bye.